And to Jesus be the glory and all the honor and the praise. I am so glad to be with you today. I really am. This has been a blessed week already. We're going to have a great week next week. And today I want to just talk to you as my wonderful family. You know, I care for you. I really, I don't just say that. I really, really care that God would bless you, anoint you, use you, prosper you, and keep you safe for the rest of your life, and especially close, very close to Jesus. You've been such a blessing to me. You've been such a blessing. You really have. And I want to just say thank you from my heart to you sweet partners all over the world that have been so faithful. Uh, Thank God for you, really. And Lord, I pray you'll bless them today. I pray you'll bless them richly in Jesus' name. Protect your people, Lord, and prosper your people. Let this be a great season for all of us. And next year, a great year, better than ever. In Jesus' holy name, Lord, we give you all the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. All right, I want to talk to you today, as I like often on Fridays, because I like to pray with you, encourage you when it comes to your life, your family, your finances, because we all have ups and downs in life. And sometimes just one encouraging word can change everything. And allow me today, allow me to work with your faith just a little bit, because I really believe, I really believe a great move of God is coming to your life. And the reason I say it is because, you know, it's God's promise. It's His promise to to bless us, It's His promise to pour His Spirit upon us. Because God wants to give us abundance, you know. Think about all that the Lord has done for us. Where would we be without Jesus? Where would our life be, our family be? Thank the Lord. Oh, thank the Lord for His love. Jesus, so precious. And so today I just want to encourage you about the coming days because I really believe we're going to see a great move of the Spirit. And with every move of the Spirit, three things happen. Number one, souls are saved. Always. Number two, bodies are healed. Always. And number three, prosperity comes. Always. It's in the Bible. You know, the church saw, in the book of Acts, the church saw multitudes born again first. On the book of Acts, uh, in the book of Acts, You know, in chapter 2, chapter 4 and 5, that's what we see. And then later, chapter chapter 6, where there was an explosion of salvations. Where multitudes were saved. The second thing we saw is miracles. Peter and John walk into the temple, the lame man is healed, 5,000 are saved, but then miracles break out in in Acts 5. But the third thing we see is what? None among them lacked. That's in chapter 4, verse 34. It says, neither was there any among them that lacked. Because as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Now, what did, what did the Lord promise us? He said, anyone who will give up, you know, that we are all, of course, commanded to give up things in life. Uh, the world and this and that. But he said, anything you give up, you'll receive a hundredfold in this life. 
Because Peter said, what shall we receive? Like we've given everything up for you, Lord. He said, no man that has left family or houses or lands or business will not receive in this life, in this life, a hundredfold return with persecution. That's the promise of God. God never promised. He never promised lack. He never promised poverty. It's not in the word. It's not in the word. God never promised us death or disease or poverty. And like I've told you many times, the three things people fear are death, disease, and poverty. God never promised that. He promised life. He promised health and prosperity. And that's what we see in the Bible. Life with salvation, health with healing, and prosperity. It's always together. So you cannot separate these three things. You just cannot tap in the old covenant in the, in the, and in the new. When King Hezekiah came on the throne, Israel was in bad shape. Bad shape. You know, Hezekiah's father was a, a wicked king. He shut the temple. He was worshiping idols and on and on. And there was poverty in the land and lack in the land, the invasion of the enemy, trouble. Hezekiah comes into Israel. He's the king now. And because he obeyed God, we see those three things happening again. We see the blessings of God falling, the the Passover being celebrated. It hadn't been for a long time, which is peace of salvation to us. God heals all the people, it says. He healed all the people. And then we see how God begins to bless Israel and Hezekiah. So it's over and over and over in the Bible. That's why the Babylonians came to see his treasures. How God had blessed him. So none lacked among them and none will lack among us if we really believe the word. If we do what God says. First, we have, we have to believe God's word. In Genesis 12, 2, God said to Abraham, I will bless you and then I'm going to make you a blessing. Well, you can't be a blessing till you're blessed. He said, I'm going to bless you first and then make you a blessing. He said this, the same to Isaac and Jacob. Why? Because of the covenant. We are the people of the covenant. We cannot miss the blessing of God as long as we walk in covenant. And walking in covenant means we just simply obey the Lord. We walk with Him. We serve Him. We love Him. So when you walk in covenant, God says in Deuteronomy 8, 18, and I know you know it, but it's always good to remind you because it lifts faith. You know, faith comes by hearing today, not by what we heard last week. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Here it is. Keep the Lord always in your life. Remember the Lord your God. Don't forget Jesus. Don't walk away from Jesus. Keep walking with him. It is he that gives the power to get wealth. All you have to do, all I have to do is is remember the Lord. Don't forget what he told us. Don't forget the things we have to do as believers. Read the word and pray and live the life of a righteous person. That's so simple, really. And the commandments of the Lord are not difficult, it says in the Bible, because the Holy Spirit enables us to obey. So, remember the Lord your God. So simple. Don't, don't forget the Lord. And then he says, it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. 
You know, it's so simple. He just said to, to Israel, remember me. Just remember me. Don't walk away from me. It is he that gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto your fathers, as it is this day. But then he says, but if you forget the Lord your God, then there's trouble, you know. But we're not going to forget him. We never forget him. We love him too much to forget him. So he promised us that he will bless us. And all we have to do is one simple thing. Obey him. And when we obey him, there is no lack. You know, the the church in the book of Acts had no lack for one reason. They obeyed what Jesus said to them. So it says, keep therefore the words. I'm reading Deuteronomy 29.9. Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all you do, in everything you do. Everything you touch will prosper. So, it's not God's will for any to perish. It's not God's will for any to live in sickness. And it's not God's will for any to live in, in poverty. So, why does poverty come? Why are people, why do they lack? You know, you see people that, uh, you know, churchgoers and so on, and other people who are always needing more, you know, like they never have uh, what God has promised them. Well, it comes down to one thing, really. It comes down to what Proverbs 13 says. And this is a very powerful verse and a very simple thing we do. And really, it's it's not difficult to do what I'm just, I'm going to read to you. It says, poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. So anyone who refuses the word of God, who says, well, or who, and, and it says, the Hebrew for refuse is ignore. Poverty will come to those who ignore the word of God. It's very, very easy then to pay attention to the word of God. And like I said earlier, the commandments of the Lord are not grievous. They're not difficult. I mean, loving Jesus is simple. Walking with him is simple. Talking to him is simple. God did not ask us to do, you know, this and this and this and this and that. He just said, follow me. That's it. Simple. That's simple. He doesn't push us. We make a decision to follow the Lord. See, Satan pushes, Jesus leads. Satan pushes, Jesus leads. So the enemy forces people to do what he wants them to do. Jesus said, I give you the choice. You can choose to follow or not follow. But those who obey and follow, all is well. And what a life we live. I love it. Precious life. So when we follow the Lord... And God puts in us a giving nature. By the Holy Spirit, every believer, the minute you are saved, you receive a giving heart. Why? Because when you give Him, when you gave the Lord your life, everything becomes automatic now. You give Him your love, your obedience, and so on. So giving to the Lord, like giving Him our money so He can bless us, is the result of giving him our life. God is a giver. He has a giving heart. 
And any one of us that knows the Lord has the same heart. We are givers. And the minute you start giving, the promises are there for us. And God cannot lie to us. He's God Almighty. He's not a man. So it says, if they obey, if they obey. Now that's, you know, the tough part. Because sometimes giving our money is tough. And believe me, the flesh fights you. The flesh fights you. So, okay, Lord, I love you, you know. I'm going to serve you. That's easy to say it. But then comes the test. Are we going to really give the Lord our finances? Because that really tests our hearts. The Lord said, seek ye first the kingdom. All these things will be added. Okay, I can do that. I can seek the kingdom. And I surely want the blessings. But then he said, give. It shall be given unto you then. And with what measure you sow and give, it will be measured to you. So that's the tough part. Now, it took me a long time to learn that when I was young. I remember David's story, my dear pastor in, in Canada. Challenged me one day on why, why am I not giving to the Lord? Because I wasn't really a giver. I just got saved and then went to church. But nobody really taught me what the Bible says. I had to learn the hard way. And I said, well, it's between God and I. I did not even want to answer his question. It was my father-in-law, Roy Harden, who challenged me and said, listen, if you're not a giver, I will never let you marry my daughter. I will not let Suzanne marry a man who's not a giver because then, you know, she'll be judged too. And boy, it woke me up. And I was in debt in those days, badly in debt. I went on TV without the Lord saying, go on TV. And next thing I know, I'm in debt. $200,000. I was 24 years old when I, when I got on TV in Canada. It wasn't God's time for me. I just did it because somebody told me, hey, it's time to do it. And now I'm in trouble financially. And Roy sits me down. By this time, I'm, you know, 25 years old when I met him because I got married at 26. It was 1978. I'll never, never forget that. And he said, the law of God is a fixed law. You cannot change it. Boy, that hit me like a hammer. Because I was saying, well, I can't give because I have problems and I have debts. And he said, listen, the law of giving is a fixed law. It's, it's the law of God. Like any other law. It's the law of God. And then I began giving. And boy, that was tough. My board, my board, I had nine board members. Seven walked out on me because I gave everything in the, in the account. Because he said, listen, you have to give to receive. And I had not given like this, really. It was all emotional anyways before that. Because I would give only if I felt good. And Roy said, emotional giving is cursed by God, baby. We do it because he said so, not, not because we feel it. And boy, it changed everything. And I gave everything in the bank account. That's why that board quit on me. That following week, I began getting people sending me in the mail money. The Lord told me, the Lord told me, the Lord told me. I was out of debt in six months. You know what it was to be like in debt, 200,000 back then in the 70s? 
But God brought me out of debt within six months. When I began to give, I saw it work. Then Oral Roberts came and challenged me again to remind me of what Roy said, but he was a little stronger than Roy. And he began to say, expect the harvest. He said, don't focus on giving. Focus on the harvest. Jesus always focused on the harvest. He said, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He focused on the harvest. So he said, why don't you, why don't you tell God what is it you want for your seed? Well, I didn't really feel good about that. I said, no, you know, I don't want to do that. No, he said, that's what God wants you. He said, you, you, you ask God for everything else you want. Why don't you ask him for the things you want financially? You have to pray for prosperity. Not just simply believe it. You have to pray for it. And that's the part I did not know. Because Roy had not told me, I never thought about asking God, you know, for prosperity. And the Bible says that David prayed. He said, send prosperity. Now, he prayed for prosperity. And the Lord prospered him because he prayed. Now, debt is bondage. God wants us out of that bondage. It says in Proverbs 22, 7, and I pray the Lord today will speak to you about getting out of that bondage once and for all, never to go back in it ever again. It says the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. It's time to quit borrowing money from the bank. It's time to quit borrowing money, period. It's time to believe, Lord, you said that I am to live a life free from debt and that's your word. Pray for it. That's what I had to do. That's what I had to do. When Oral Roberts challenged me to focus on the harvest. And he said, why don't you ask God for the, for the harvest? And then I began doing it. And the Lord said, do you believe it? Yes. He said, and praise me for it. And I began praising the Lord for it. And Oral said, write it on the envelope. Don't just say it to God. Write that prayer on the envelope. And I wrote every Sunday, Lord, I believe I'm coming out of debt. Amen. And then the Lord said, well, praise me. And I began, Lord, I praise you. I'm coming out of debt. Amen. And a man walked up to me a few months later and paid off my home. I did not expect it. Never once in my, in a hundred years that I think anybody would do that for me. God spoke to that man and his wife to pay off my home, and I'm thinking, this is real. The Word of God really is powerful. You know, that's been so many years ago, but it happens over and over in my life, and I want you to be blessed. I really want you blessed, because I love you. And God delights, you know, God's Word says that God delights in the prosperity of His people, of His servants. So it's not something to be, you know, afraid like, okay, I'm not going to ask because I'm afraid. No, God delights. He delights when you prosper. He wants you to prosper more than you want to prosper. But you have to ask Him. You have to ask Him. I'm telling you, it's time to really believe God's Word and pray for prosperity. I'm going to pray with you today. But let's really believe. I want you to start praying for prosperity every day of your life. Just every day. Just pray. When you pray, just say, Lord, send prosperity. David said it in Psalm 118, verse 25. Save now. I beseech thee, Lord. Oh, Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. 
He did not want it tomorrow. He wanted it now. He said, send now prosperity. I pray the Lord's faith is like bubbling up inside of you right now that you will believe for your own self that prosperity will come now. In Jesus, come on, I feel faith. In Jesus' name, Lord, let prosperity come now. Lord, your word says it. In your precious word, we read, David prayed, send prosperity now. Now, Lord, many of your people need it now. Right away, Lord, that miracle, right away. Your word declares we can pray that, just like David prayed that. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor and God's people said, Amen. But what else did David do? He sowed for it. When you pray for it, then the seed is ready to be sown. I think sometimes when we sow, but we didn't pray for it, it doesn't come through. I'm telling you, maybe that's why some people never receive the promise. Because they don't pray for it. God answers prayer. I want you to make it your prayer today. That prosperity will come to you. That you can pay your bills. That you can be blessed. And put away money for the future. And and leave money for your children and grandchildren. Because that's what it says in the Bible. And in, in Proverbs 3, verse 9, it says, Honor the Lord. Honor. It's all about loving Jesus. It's all about honoring the Lord. Because when we do, God responds. But like I said, ask Him for it. Maybe that's the one thing you've been missing, is am I really praying for it? It's not enough to believe. You have to pray for it. Because faith becomes prayer. I'm telling you, you have to pray for it. You have to ask for it. So honor the Lord with your substance, it says. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. And with the first fruits of all your increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and your presses will burst out with new wine. Wow. Okay. Now, Lord, we're going to do it. Father, I pray, and I believe with your people now, prosperity will come. It's going to come, Lord, and for sure it is going to come, just like your word says it. Now, Lord, as they ask you, and as they sow in faith, in faith, let that miracle come right on time. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And God's people said, Amen. All right, it's right now time to give. I want you to go while the anointing is flowing. Go and sow your seed right now. Right this minute. On the platform you are watching me on. Or you can go to our website, benahin.org. Or you can text it, BHM45777. And as you do, praise Him. Praise Him. Thank Him. Lord, I thank you that prosperity is coming. I thank you, Lord. All my debts will be paid. I thank you, Lord. And I praise you. My miracle is going to take place quick. Now watch what God will do. So ask Him. So, and then praise Him. And don't stop praising till the miracle happens. Till the miracle. And it will. I'm a witness. It's been happening with me now 48 years nearly. I've seen it happen over and over and over. It doesn't stop. Because His word is true. Yea and amen. And I'm believing the same for you. All right. The information is on the screen. You can go right now and so on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benahin.org, or text 
BHM45777. All right. I'll see you Monday. Have a blessed, blessed weekend. And a glorious, glorious time. And Monday, I'll see you much love from my heart to yours. Shalom.